Abraham Lincoln said that he always throughout his life remembered the prayers of his mother and that they clung to him. And I'm thankful for a praying mother who always prays for the best in my life. Uh, William Booth, the founder of um, of uh, the Salvation Army, says, Faith and work should travel side by side, step answering to step, like the legs of a man walking. First, first faith, and then works, and then faith again, and then works again, until they can scarcely distinguish which is the one and which is the other. Thank you uh, for uh, inviting me again. I, it really means a lot to be able to continue to minister to you in this way, um, despite the unprecedented times that we find ourselves in. And Gary was right. I do have a Mother's Day message um, to, for you today. My father has rubbed off on me in, in an excellent way in this regard, that these special occasions are important to Mark. So as I was contemplating what to share, I uh, was drawn to the testimony that Paul wrote about his encouragement about his son in the faith, Timothy. So I'm introducing this message, which is called Leaving a Motherhood, Leaving a Godly Legacy, with two passages from 2 Timothy. Uh, the first one is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 to 5, and it reads, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, according to the promise of life which is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my dearly beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God, whom I serve from my forefathers, with a pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I might be that I may be filled with joy, when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and in thy mother Eunice, and I am <laughs> persuaded that in thee also. Second Timothy one one to five. And in this passage we see that Paul um, first of all, he, he, I think he relates to us to a certain degree, because here in this passage, he says that he greatly desires to see Timothy. Um, and um, so I think that's interesting that he related to being lonely and needing um, the interaction with other people. And then he says that his great joy comes from the unfeigned faith that he knows is in in Timothy, which he was passed on through the legacy of his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. And I just think that shows the multi-generational legacy of faith that is so important. I'm grateful to be celebrating today not only my mother, who uh, at whose knee I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, but also my grandmother, who though she has dementia and we can't have a regular conversation these days, 
she is one of the main people that encouraged me to make a habit of memorizing scripture. I'm just very grateful for the godly legacy that I have, and I'm just very thankful for the multi-generational legacy that lives on through my mother and my grandmother. And the second passage that I want to use to introduce today is in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it says, uh, But continue thou in those things which thou hast learned and been assured of, uh, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And again we see, um, he, Paul mentions in this passage, that Timothy knew the scriptures from a child. And he again learned these at, at his mother's knee and at the knee of his faithful grandmother, uh, Eunice. Or Eunice and Lois. So I'm very thankful that we see the, the the importance of a godly legacy here. So from these passages, I drew three different aspects of a mother's godly legacy. Godly mothers leave a legacy of, and I have three things. Now there's more than three, obviously, because mothers are amazing, but here are the three that I have. The first one is faith. And I just want to look at a couple passages having to do with faith that is a legacy. And the first one is in Ruth 2, 11-12. And Boaz answered and said unto her, This being Ruth, it hath fully been showed me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother in the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not heretofore. The Lord recompense thy work, and the full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. And this has actually become one of my favorite passages, because it really shows the character of Ruth. Um, and it shows that even though Naomi was struggling, she said, God um, brought me out full and brought me back empty, there was still enough faith in Naomi that Ruth knew that the God of Israel was real. And uh, so I just think it's really neat that when we trust God, especially in the hard times, we can show that the God that we serve is real. Um, you know, when, when the world looks at us and they, and they see us rejoicing in good times, they, they often will say, well, anybody would rejoice in good times. But when they look at somebody rejoicing in um, the bad times and the suffering, and they can still rejoice, you know, in Paul in, in the Roman jail, when he uh, wrote to the Philippians, he said, Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. And that was a great show of faith, because he was chained between guards, and yet his, his eyes were on Jesus and so he, he was able to rejoice. When we show a legacy like that, when our mothers show a legacy like that, it can impl imp impact so many generations for good. Um, you know, I, I think of Leah, 
uh, who, um, after the birth of her sixth child, Leah, the wife of Jacob, she said, the Lord has surely been good to me. That is my paraphrase. But, you know, I, I have to wonder if that was her attitude, how that might have impacted her children to trust the Lord. Now, obviously, they weren't perfect. They had failings. They, they, um, had trouble with their brother Joseph, but, um, later on, they would continue to be blessed, and they would become the great nation uh, that we know today as the nation of Israel. And so what a blessing that faith is. Okay, the next passage that I want to share is Proverbs thirty-one twenty-one to 25 She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it and, de and, de and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. Uh, and I just want to point out, uh, she's not afraid. That's, that's a key phrase here, because there's a lot of things to be afraid of. I remember watching my mom walk through the death of her son, my brother John Michael, and just seeing the the faith that she had to trust the Lord, even though it was tough, even though it was one of the darkest paths our family has gone to, that my mother clung to her faith that God knew all things well. And God really used that situation as a major turning point for me in my personal faith journey, so I know that God brings good out of things that seem evil. And uh, then finally, in Romans 12.12, 12, it says, Rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Um, Abraham Lincoln said that he always throughout his life remembered the prayers of his mother. <laughs> and that they clung to him. And I'm thankful for a praying mother who always prays for the best in my life. Uh, William Booth, the founder of um, of uh, the Salvation Army, says, Faith and work should travel side by side, step answering to step, like the legs of a man walking. First, first faith, and then works, and then faith again, and then works again, until they can scarcely distinguish... <laughs> Which is the one, and which is the other? And um, I thought that was a really good quote. And for those of us who have mothers uh, of a godly legacy, much to be thankful for. Okay, so the second point I want to bring out is scripture. Because we talked about how um, Paul said, Timothy, you know the holy scriptures from your youth because of the influence of your of your mother and your grandmother. So, we read in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 8, The grass withers, and the flower fades, but the word of our God shall stand forever. So, for those of you mothers who are listening, um, if you want to have a legacy that lasts forever, if you want to have a legacy that, that, that passes on to the next generation, then... Having a foundation in the Word of God, which lasts forever, is the best way to do that. Um, 
the Bible, or I, I've heard a famous quote that's often quoted, I'm not sure who said it, but children are um, the gifts that we send to a future we will never see. And uh, I think that's an important thing to remember. And then the second verse I have is in Psalm 119, verse 9, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. Psalm 119.9 And again, uh, being grounded in the word of God, having a, a mother that loves the word of God, is such a blessing, and one that encourages me to seek God in his word. And then, uh, Deuteronomy 11.18-21 says, Therefore shall you lay up these words, these my words in your heart and in your soul, and bind them for a sign upon your hand, that they may be frontlets between your eyes. And you shall teach them your children, speaking of them while thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest in the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt write them upon the doorposts of thine house, and upon thy gates, that thy days may be multiplied, and the days of your children, in the land which the Lord sworn to your fathers to give them, as the days of heaven upon the earth. And I just think about the fact that my mom um, is, was able, because of homeschooling, to talk to us about the things of the Bible um, every day. And when situations came up, she would relate them to the Bible. And, you know, I always chuckled when, when people would say, well, did you have enough learning opportunities? Because my my mom and my parents together... They always taught us through homeschooling that every day and every experience is a learning opportunity. It's not restricted to the 8 to 3 that, that we think of in a typical school setting. But everything we should ask questions about, everything we should wonder about, and everything should, should grow our knowledge and wisdom. And uh, with the Bible as a foundation, of course. And um, I, I just like what it says about um, that your days may be multiplied in the days of your children. And if, if we want to have a long and productive life for the kingdom, we need to be mindful of the biblical principles. God um, does not mince words. He wants us to have an abundant life. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. And... Um, you know, I don't think he was just talking about heaven, although he definitely was talking about heaven. He was also talking about here on earth. And so, as we want to embrace an abundant life, we need to have Jesus at the forefront. And the Bible needs to be important to you as a mother and as parents. So important to show that, because your children will pick up on that. And this poem says... Holy Bible, book divine, precious treasure, thou art mine. Mine to tell me whence I came. Mine to teach me what I am. Mine to chide me when I rove. Mine to show a Savior's love. Mine art thou to guide my feet. Mine to judge, condemn, acquit. Mine to comfort in distress, if the Holy Spirit bless. 
Mind to show by living faith, man can triumph over death. Mind to tell the joys to come, and the rebel sinner's doom. So I thank God for my, my mom and for her love of the scriptures, and for um, the so many other moms uh, who have uh, poured into my life, and like I said, my grandmother, who encouraged me to memorize scripture. And um, then my my third and final point is wisdom. Uh, and the first passage that I have for that is, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish pluck it down with her hands. So we see that we have two choices. Mothers have two choices in in how their household will be. Either they will build their house up or they will pluck it down with their hands. So um, may I encourage you as a mother to be a builder. That's Proverbs 14 verse 1. And you may be feeling ill-equipped for the task. And I would argue that the only way to be ready to do it is to realize that you can't. Um, but God has... A, a solution for us. In James 1, 5, and 6, it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind, and tossed. And I, I can't tell you how many times when I have had doubts and fears and uh, my mom has given me advice. Um, I, I worked for Right to Life of Michigan for about a decade in the late 90s and 2000s. And uh, I would have been working there probably at least a year longer if I had listened to my mother. <laughs> um, so I learned a lot about... Uh, listening to your mother and uh, knowing that she has um, your best interests at heart and the fact that she uh, would always tell me when I feel discouraged, when I don't know what God is doing, to trust Him and to know that He is going to work out things and just to do that which I know God is calling me to do uh, at this point. And not worry about the next thing uh, prematurely. And then my my third uh, verse for this point is wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy with and with all thy getting, get understanding. And that's Proverbs four verse seven. So a lot of times we talk about knowledge and wisdom, and we we know from another passage that knowledge puffeth up. But if we get wisdom first, then we know how to use knowledge. And I, I heard a definition of wisdom that has stuck with me through the years, and it says, Wisdom is the path that we would choose if, if we knew what God knew about every situation. And so as we are asking God for wisdom, we're, we're really asking God for His mind in matters that are important to us. And, and He will give to us. In, in Luke chapter 7, I believe, it talks about how if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, 
how much more will your Heavenly Father give good gifts to those who love Him? And uh, it's so important for us to have that mindset of we know um, that we want good for our children and we should point them to God. The psalmist said, Taste and see that the Lord is good, because He is. No matter what happens around us, God is indeed good. And I have definitely seen uh, the blessings of, of following God and the fact that when I least expect it, He pours out His blessings to me, not because of who I am, not because I deserve them, because ironically a lot of times some of His biggest blessings come after times of complaining on my part. But because He loves me, because I am His Son, He chooses to bless me. And I am I'm so very thankful for that. A college professor once said of a particularly poor student, the trouble with him is that he does not know um, that he does not know. This is true ignorance. It is real wisdom to know when we do not know. And I think it's important for us to know when we do not know. I don't have the answers, so I'm calling upon you, Lord. Um, we see in the Apostle Peter so many times when he thought he knew and God had to correct him, Jesus had to correct him and say, I know, Peter. Remember, Peter stood up and he said, Lord, I will not deny you ever. I will, I will go to death for you before I deny you. And all the disciples... It says in one of the Gospels, all the disciples echoed Peter's words. So lest we single out Peter, they all said that. And yet Jesus said, today you will forsake me. For all the sheep, the word is written, the, sh the, sh the shepherd will be smited and the sheep will be scattered. And it says, they all forsook him and fled. So my encouragement to you is as you um, continue in your in your request, in your desire to be the best mother possible, that you would realize afresh that you can't do it without the Lord Jesus, but that with the Lord Jesus you can do amazing things. Your children don't need a perfect mother. All they need is one who knows that she needs Jesus. So to review, godly mothers leave a legacy of faith, and scripture and wisdom so my prayer for you today is that you can leave that type of legacy and um, if you are married to such a mother give thanks that the Lord placed her into your life because your children will be blessed and so benefited from that but you cannot leave this kind of legacy unless you first know the source of these good gifts. In James chapter 1 it says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, from coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And my prayer for you today is that you would come to trust and take refuge under His wings. So, I pray that this blesses you this morning and that you will go forward from here, trusting that God will help you to leave a legacy that when you pass on the truth of the scriptures, the truth of Jesus' blessings to us, 
will continue in your children and your children's children. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to open your word and to see wondrous things uh, from it. I thank you that the author of the word of God is one that we have a personal and abiding relationship with today. Um, I remember seeing another story where the the lady said, this, this atheist asked the lady, well, how do you know that the God of the Bible is real? Or, or that the Bible is anything more than fairy tales? And she said simply, I know the author. And there was nothing that that atheist could say to that. And Lord, I thank you that um, we know the author, and I pray that if there was anyone here that does not know the author, that they would come to know him today. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.